Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, free podcast here today, Tuesday, September the 19th. My name is Steve Dace, powered by CRTV. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. If you want to join us, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Uh, coming up here in just a matter of moments, normally on a Tuesday, we would do Americanism 101, but we're going to postpone that this week because Judge Roy Moore is going to join us here in just a few minutes. And of course, I mean, there's probably nobody running for office in recent memory more equipped to join us on a, on a Tuesday of Americanism 101 than Judge Roy Moore because that's essentially Americanism 101 is what he has stood for his entire career. It's what he's running for right now in the Alabama Senate primary. But we'll talk to the judge here in just a matter of moments. But first, let's get a little preview of uh, what happened earlier today on the TV show. We just finished wrapping up today's TV show for CRTV. Uh, For those of you that have not yet used promo code DACE to watch just not our show, but also uh, Michelle Malkin, Stephen Crowder, and Mark Levin, give him a little preview of what's to come later today. Todd, I'll start with you. Well, your opening segment and then the following uh, segment had a lot in common in my eyes. The first one, you talked about uh, uh, some uh, military statistics regarding suicide. And then the second one was how Arc Nation is basically committing uh, suicide uh, by its increasing disregard for religious liberty. Um, Both fundamentally, and that's what we do on this show, we talk about the nature of reality all the time and while it might seem like both segments are um, disconnected from one another most of our segments do ultimately have that thread how we are losing our ability to define understand and live the reality that god intended us to and thus we are east of eden Yep, uh, well said. Uh, it, I, I will say it's good that uh, it's Tuesday, and that means we had the caption contest, or else the entire show would have been super depressing. But that's just another day that uh, you know ends in Y, uh, the East of Eden, as, as uh, Todd just said. Um, I, I, I thought today it was a good conversation. Uh, we don't uh, the best. We do our best on this program not to go uh, way over the top. Uh, uh, with anything that we look at, we just try to be, we're not necessarily, I mean, I'm a pessimist. I think we're all to some degree pessimists, but more than anything, uh, we're all realists. Uh, that's that's what seeking uh, the truth, at least to me, means. And we did that today, talking uh, about the First Amendment, had a great conversation with someone from First uh, Liberty uh, on that. Um, tr- you know, Steve, as fun as fake news or not is uh, today, uh, there was a lot of truth uh, on fake news or not, as there is every day, uh, this time as it pertains to climate change. You won't want to miss that either. Uh, and, of course, I, as I said at, at, at the top, the caption contest. I mean, that's, that's, really, that's really what you should tune in. This might today. be the best one. No, really? It, it, well, it, how about, not, I, it's tough to say best. This might be my favorite one. 
Man, really? Maybe it's because I never saw it coming at all. All right. I mean, the, I, the I Scaramucci the... one was really good. Okay, I liked that one a lot. I've liked I've liked a lot of these a lot. So maybe it's just that I totally did not see coming what you threw up there, but I loved it. Well, cool. I love. Thanks, it. thanks, boss. It's simple. It's plain, but it's profoundly creepy. <laughs> <laughs> It is profoundly creepy. All right, so if you don't want to miss that, uh, join us today here at CRTV.com. Use promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E. Get that discounted subscription to not just our show, but everybody, the entire team here at CRTV, Mark Levin, Michelle Malkin, and Steven Crowder. And hey, if, if an annual subscription's a big nut for you to crack, I get it. You know, we're all living on a budget these days. It's just 10 bucks a month. You can do that as well, and you can cancel at any time, and you get a free preview. So you sign up for a few days, you're like, eh, I don't think it's worth the money. No harm, no foul, no risk to you at all. You can cancel. Use promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, at CRTV.com. Judge Roy Moore joins us on today's free podcast here powered by CRTV. Of course, huge Senate runoff primary coming up uh, a week from today, September the 25th, uh, actually. And it's... uh, it's, it's, it's so important. We have an article today at Conservative Review talking about this could be the most important Senate election in the last decade. So, Judge, it's good to talk to you again. And, and, and why do you think a Republican primary is so important that we have an article today at, at CR talking about this being one of the most important Senate elections of the last decade? What's at stake in your race, Judge Moore? Well, I think it begins with the election of Donald Trump. And even before that, there was a great divide in the Republican establishment in Washington, Republican uh, uh, Party, I should say, uh, between those that want to stay the same and not do anything and those that want to advance as a nation. And I think that this election signals whether or not Senator McConnell and the forces which are in the establishment in Washington want to, uh, will they remain the same? Will they affect the senatorial elections in 2018 coming up in other states? And I think people are looking at this election as a sign. There was an article yesterday in Politico, and if this isn't peak swamp, Judge, I don't know what is. There's (laughs) there's an article in Politico of all places yesterday, and I'm very familiar with Politico. I used to write for them. All right, So definitely more of your mainstream liberal media sort of event. And it's a bunch of Republican establishment senators, Lindsey Graham, John Cornyn, etc., all essentially whining to Politico that if you win, quote, none of us are safe, unquote. The idea that they think a Congress with a lower approval rating than root canals and cockroaches, <laughs> that that's a sales pitch to Republican-based voters. Judge, what does that tell you about how out of touch they are with the voters in their own party? Completely. And that, that's uh, the one word to describe it. They're completely out of touch with the people of America. The people of America love conservative values, generally, love the formation of our government, the Constitution, and uh, they want to return to those principles. They don't want a government out of control. We've got a government out of control. They don't do their duty as far as checks and balances on the other branches. They don't uh, want to limit the debt ceiling, which is very critical to our country. They don't want to stop illegal aliens falling across the border. They don't want to 
get out of the health care debate by saying that health care is not within the jurisdiction of the federal government. They don't want to do anything that would might upset their uh, election possibilities in their state as they see it. But I'll tell you this, there's coming a change. And if they don't want to be a part of it, they won't be there. Judge Roy Moore is our guest here on the Steve Day Show free podcast here on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, and Stitcher. I got a call over the weekend from a reporter at the Wall Street Journal doing a story on your race. And she wanted to know about the disconnect that she saw between much of the president's most staunchest defenders and advocates publicly are supporting you for all the reasons you just said. But yet the president is coming down, I think it's even it's either today or tomorrow, to your neck of the woods in Huntsville to do a rally for your campaign opponent, completely on the opposite side of people like Sean Hannity and so many others that have been so vocal and supportive of President Trump. And she wanted to know about how to explain that disconnect. Well, I want to ask you that question, because do people in Alabama notice it? How, I mean, what, what's you guys' take from the from a campaign perspective on the fact that Trump's base seems to be lining up with you? while Trump seems to be doing a rally for your opponent? Well, quite frankly, Steve, I don't understand it. Neither the people of Alabama, neither the people across the country. I have supported change in this country, change advancing forward, doing something in the Senate. And, and my opponent does not, and is part of the McConnell group that opposes the president. So to explain what is inexplicable, I cannot do. I can only say that, you know, I support restrictions on illegal aliens coming into the country. I I, uh, respect the president's position on immigration and a wall. I respect the fact that we've got to strengthen our military in preparation for things like occurring in North Korea. I want to see the free enterprise reinstituted by limiting taxation as much as possible. I, I'd like complete tax reform. I'd like to go back and study the fair tax. I think that's a very good thing to study because it's a tax on consumption. It would eliminate not only the income tax, but it would eliminate the IRS. And I think we can do things to change this country. I think we've got to get up and, and start thinking of the America first and the rest of the world uh, will conform there too. What's the mood there in Alabama compared to the original primary earlier this summer? How have things changed now that it's just down to you and your opponent? Or is it just as people are just as frustrated with the system in Washington as they were prior to the original primary? Well, I think that's a very good question, Steve. And I think that they're more frustrated. I think they're more aware that they're trying to buy the vote of the people of Alabama in this this runoff election. I think they're more aware of the fact that there are Washington insiders, uh, elitists, that think they can control the people of Alabama, and I think they're fed up. I don't think the president coming, the vice president coming, or anybody else coming to Alabama is going to influence their vote. They're prepared to vote right now, 
It just happens to be about six days out. You have been you have been strongly leading polls from the very beginning since it got down to just the two of you. Um, you've had a, a, several of your former primary rivals uh, endorse you, including Congressman Mo Brooks, who was one of the initial targets of uh, of those uh, McConnell Luther Strange attack ads. Are you seeing unity amongst conservatives in Alabama, Judge? Well, I see a, a I see a, a, a citizenry of Alabama that understand there's something strange about this campaign, uh, strange about my opponent who is receiving millions of dollars of special interest money so that they can manage better manage the system. Well, that's the problem. They've got too much management of the system. They need to open up and let people vote their conscience. We need to repeal Obamacare. We need to stop illegal aliens coming across the border. We need to reinstitute our enterprise, enterprise system, rebuild the military. We, we've got to move forward in this country. Uh, we've been given a reprieve, in my opinion, a reprieve from uh, going the other way. Let me put it that way. Uh, continuing the course that Obama has set for this country. We've got to change and we've got to go back to the principles of the constitution the principles of the declaration that our rights come from god and government is there to secure those rights for us for us not to uh, give them to us and take them from us at will you if you win this race a week from today if you win this and given how red of a state alabama is it's presumed whichever one of you two wins this will then win the general coming up here in december if you win this on tuesday as polls are showing you are solidly ahead what's the message sent across the bow of washington judge they were tired of the washington establishment we're tired of elitists in our government trying to keep the country just like they want it so that they can stay there till they retire and gain the prestige and power of the office and do nothing to change. We've got to forget about politics. We've got to put principle over politics. And we're not doing that in Washington. We're putting politics over everything. We've, we need to return the principles of our country. Separation of powers, checks and balances, the federalism principle, the principle that the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states or reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. There are certain powers that the people have that neither federal or state governments have, and that's the power to have freedom of conscience to worship the Creator God that gives us those inalienable rights. And when we forget that, that that's the most precious principle upon which this nation was founded, we're going to lose it if we don't do something about it. Finally, you have an interesting debate coming up with your opponent on Thursday, the likes yes. of which we have never, never we've never really seen. That's a, that's a that's a no moderator debate. That's right. And Truly mano y mano. That's right. I asked for this debate mano y mano in a public setting. In other words, one on one, and that's the style of the Lincoln Douglas debates, going all the way back to the eighteen fifties. And that's the, the way we should debate. What's happened in politics is we, we get these moderators in that want to prevent anything that offends these candidates personally, and both parties are involved. And it's like a, it's like a show without meaning. I think uh, some of the first debates that violated that were 
uh, did not violated that, but uh, exceeded that standard rule were the Trump and Clinton debates. And I think that looking back, we need to go back to where these debates are not moderated. We come out and we bring out the issues that the people want to know about. And that's what we're going to do on the 21st. We're going to bring out the issues one-on-one. I haven't conducted any negative advertising. I don't believe in it. I think it's unethical. I think for a candidate to run on the, uh, just by cutting the other candidate down in his character, his reputation, is a fraudulent way to do things. They don't even talk about the issues, and they distort what issues they do talk about. We want a non-moderated debate. We want an open debate in the style of Lincoln Douglas, and that's what we've asked for. And we asked for it for this reason, because we found out the debate that was set by the Alabama Public Policy Institute was headed by a person who also served as treasurer of the Senate Leadership Fund under McConnell in Washington, D.C. And when we found that out, we knew what was set before us. And so we rejected that debate. We declined to appear at that debate because it was set up, and we established our own debate. And it's open to all media, national, public, whatever. All right, Judge, so if our audience wants to get involved in your race between now and a week from today, September 26th, when the runoff takes place, the vote, how can they help you out? They can go to RoyMoore.org, and that will lead you to the website, JudgeRoyMoreForSenate.com. And you can go to the website that way, just RoyMoore.org. And you can find out how to, to uh, uh, contribute. We, we're not taking large pack monies. We don't get that. Uh, we do it on the citizenry. Most of our, our funds are from small donations across the country and across the state. We're, we're relying on the people of the state of Alabama to pull us through on this. RoyMoore.com, correct? RoyMoore.com? No, RoyMoore.org. I know. I just said it that way because I wanted to make sure the audience knew it was RoyMoore.org and RoyMoore.com. RoyMoore.org. I wanted you to correct me there because most people will make that mistake. RoyMoore.org, RoyMoore.org. Judge, people are going to be fascinated to watch this on Thursday. Thanks for joining us again today here on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. All right. God bless you. You got it. Let's get some reaction to what we just heard from Judge Roy Moore. Todd, I'll start with you. Well, you know, we talked about um, him uh, having the debate yesterday and whether that was wise. But now having him talk about it himself, uh, I just love the idea. Love it. I mean, it, it because it's a shibboleth into the heart of the man. He Be not afraid. He just, he, he is not going to do anybody's paint-by-numbers approach to anything. God is good enough with him. And all else be damned. I love it. We we need millions of him, and we got to start with him. I, I this is fantastic. Win or lose, it's fantastic. Just somebody standing in the arena, uh, just like St. Peter, and saying, "Here I am. I can be no other." You know, it's funny you mention that because if I were on the campaign, I'd have said, "No way, do this." You don't. There's not a poll other than the one commissioned by Mitch McConnell that has this race within even the margin of error. Okay, it's just no point to it. It's risky. There's no point to it. But I, I, I also know if I were on the campaign and gave that advice, given what we just heard, he'd have been all like, "Well, I appreciate your perspective. Thanks, but we're gonna go ahead and, and do this." That's awesome. Because <laughs> awesome. I would advise against it. I would advise against it. Aaron, what'd you think? That was pretty badass. 
Uh, that is pretty. I mean, that's that's something that I, I've ta- I've I've heard of people saying, "Oh, we got to do a Lincoln Douglas style debate." Well, I think if there's one person who can actually uh, uh, actually handle it without fear, it's it's probably Judge Moore. I I do think though, um, if if the polls are to be believed, uh, coming into the uh, the runoff uh, within the next week, uh, Judge Moore is is going to win the primary, and then we get to the general election. And I know we're talking about Alabama here, but I really hope that they're ready because the, the swamp will not stop even after they've lost a primary. We saw that with Joe Miller in Alaska. We saw that with Chris McDaniel in uh, Mississippi, right? Yep. Um, they're, 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 I know, again, this is Alabama we're talking about, deep red state, but I hope they're ready for whatever the swamp throws at them even after they win this primary. Oh, I would expect Chamber of Commerce money uh, Republican establishment money to pour in for whoever the Democrat nominee is. I would expect that. That's not even close. They would rather have the Democrat nominee over Judge Roy Moore. But that's another reason why we need guys like this to win primaries because people. This is how people's eyes get open, guys. This is how. This is this is what forces the scales to fall from your eyes. And I go back to what happened with with Todd Akin a few years ago. Now Judge Roy Moore is not anything close to Todd Akin, but here's why I'm bringing that up. What happened with Todd Akin a few years ago is he went into a prime. This is a guy who had had a very good voting record, never really had. I mean, homeschooled his kids, Navy veteran, all American Bible study, married to the same woman. I mean, this guy's an American Gothic painting. All right. Admittedly has a self-inflicted meltdown answer. All right. And, and, and there's and, and, I, and the point never was if you don't want to vote for him anymore because of that answer, there's no one to blame for that. Who gave who gave that answer? Todd Aiken. So is there anybody to blame for it other than him? No. No. And if, if you think that answer was so bad that it overrides everything you liked about his record before that, well, he's not a victim. He's the one that had the meltdown. I, no, I wouldn't agree with that decision, but I also don't, I understand why someone else will, because what he said was, was beyond preposterous, okay? But the way that the Republican Party came in and tried to have him removed from the ballot, they, I mean, Rove and his people were threatening Missouri churches. I saw the emails. They were threatening Missouri churches if they continue to support Aiken and things of that nature. What they really were after, they didn't care about that, right? They didn't care about winning that Senate seat because after you could tell by after the fact, Aiken, when they couldn't get rid of Aiken, they went ahead and sacrificed that seat. They went ahead and, and said, well, we're fine giving the Democrats, Claire McCaskill, that seat. She can keep it. All right. What they really wanted to do was undo the primary. They were using Aiken's gaffe because originally, when I went at, when that I, at that when that happened a few years ago, originally I was like, "He's got to go." That seat, we, we just lost a seat on that monstrosity. That we 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 need all the help, we need all the bullets to fire at the Obama administration. We can. God bless you, Todd. You've had a great record, but that mistake is so mind-numbingly dumb. We can't afford to just give that seat to Claire McCaskill to vote for Obamacare and everything else the next few years. That was my original. I went on the air on my old syndicated show. That was what I said for two or three days. Then I had some friends of mine in Missouri come to me and show me what the Rove machine were doing. And it was very clear they were not, this was not about preserving a seat. This was about, they wanted to undo a primary result that they did not like and put their own hack in there instead. They, this was, this was, they were being opportunistic here. They, they weren't 
defending the same. They weren't having the same disagreement with him, people like me and Dana Lash and others who called for him to step down originally were having. They wanted, they saw, hey, here's our opening. The person they were backing, I actually think there was a Sarah Palin candidate who was a female candidate who finished second to Aiken. I think their candidate actually finished third. So they wanted, this was their chance to undo the primary and put their own guy in. Because that's, that's all they care about, is can they control the people that get elected? And when I saw that, that's because that's why they were threatening churches and everything else. When, when I saw that, I changed my position on that. Because it's clear, their motivations for wanting him to go away were not the same as mine. Now what they want to do is nullify an election. All right? And... That's what you're up. That's what the people in out. Now, I never thought they could Chris McDaniel judge more because he has strong black church support. Um, He has a statewide organization and presence that Chris McDaniel just didn't have as a state senator. He's insulated to that. Also, Luther Strange is not Thad Cochran. Thad Cochran may be a rhino, but he's also somebody the people of Mississippi have voted for proudly for Congress and Senate for 25, 30 years. He has a built-in support base that Luther Strange, who was appointed to the position after it looked like he essentially got a quid pro quo, that he agreed not as the attorney general not to go after the crooked former governor in exchange for this appointment. Whether that's true or not, the, the dots are easy to connect. He's not Thad Cochran. But where he will, where, where Judge Roy Moore, if he wins this on Tuesday, where he will get the Mississippi treatment will be in the general. They will pull out. I'm glad you brought up Joe Miller. They will pull out all the stops to stop him in the general election. You bet your sweet bippy they will. That's, that is where he will see it, is in the general. And they will try to get essentially the Jeb Bush Republicans, John Kasich Republicans in the state. And in Alabama, there's not that many. But... How many of them do you need when you're going to get the other person's going to get all the Democrat votes? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to try and see if they can win this one 51-49, in December. With that's where you'll see the Chris McDaniel treatment will be after he if he wins on Tuesday as we head into December in the general. That's when they'll try to do it. But I think his instincts for taking a debate like this will serve him well there. He won't duck and cover. He won't go into defensive mode. I mean, he'll he'll be thrilled to be in the arena doing combat with that. I mean, he wants to call people all the right names. He's not going to parse. He's not going to... He's not going to massage. I'm I'm desperate to see this with my own eyes, Steve. All right, that's going to do it uh, for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And again, RoyMoore.org. RoyMoore.org if you want to support Judge Roy Moore and what one of our articles today a conservative review is saying might be the most important senate election of the last 10 years given the message it will send and who the candidates are and what is at stake roymore.org if you want to support judge roy moore don't forget to check us out today on crtv.com promo code dace to check out today's tv show until then john 317 this is steve dace i like it, you 